I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, we are back. Wait a minute. Where where were we last week? Did did you guys even notice that we didn't have an episode last week? Well, anyway, we're back. We got new music, thoughts on some stuff we're watching, as usual. And also, I'm kind of curious if we believe in certain things. Should be pretty interesting. It's time to nerd out. Last week, Japanese scientists explained place explosive detonators at the bottom of Lake Loch Ness to blow Nessie out of the water. Sir Court Godfrey of the Nessie Alliance summoned the help of Scotland's local wizards to cast a protective spell over the lake and its local residents and all those who seek for the peaceful existence of our underwater ally. Thank you very much for sharing, Napoleon. Let's rock it. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us. To Every blow Nessie out of the water. Uh, yeah, the wizards. The wizards. That movie is solid gold, man. Anybody who hasn't seen Napoleon Dynamite, just do yourselves a favor and see it once. It's it's solid. No, gold. no, 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 no. You got to see it at least twice because the first time you see it, you go, "What the frack did I just watch? That was that was yeah. bad." And then you watch it the second time and you go, "Okay, that was kind of funny. Why why didn't I like it the first time?" Then you watch it the <laughs> third time and you're going. Okay, this is really funny. And then the fourth time you watch it really late after a really fun night, you're super duper caffeinated, got a lot of sugar in your system. The fourth time, that's the funniest. And then anytime after that, you can't stop watching it or quoting it. It's, it's true. It's a really good movie to watch if you're inebriated in any way as well. I have to mention okay. that. So okay. I've yeah. seen it probably a dozen times. Yeah. Tripping acid. I guess that's another option. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Well, welcome. <laughs> hey, so last week, you know, we, we didn't have a show and... Yeah. Uh, a couple people probably knew that. They were like, Wait, what happened? But a couple others were just like, you know, going along about their business. But we're just like, here's the deal. And I apologize. My my voice was completely shot last week. It's the first time ever where my voice literally went out and I couldn't get really more than a whisper. And, yeah. and it sucked. And so literally couldn't talk, couldn't do it. I couldn't even do an announcement about an episode either. I'm like, I got nothing. Yeah, when we were gaming, you were, you were just kind of using like random soundboard clips to to communicate with us it was pretty funny yeah that was the fun so, part actually i enjoyed that yeah so there you go was great. uh but why you ask why did my voice go out because that's what everybody's been asking so uh you already know the answer captain so that's why you didn't mm. ask but a lot of people have been asking that question um i gotta be honest i talk a lot i talk in my sleep all the time i don't really shut up so that's most of the problem right there <laughs> and then like we're at basketball games there were three that week beforehand and these are like around 100 to 115 decibel games, pretty much nonstop throughout the game, which is really loud, by the way. Some of you are thinking, like, it's not that loud. No, no, trust me. It's, that's really yeah, what's loud. Your, what's your average rock concert decibel level? And it, rock concerts are really it's loud. loud. We too. all know that. So. Yeah, it's up there. And I, I, I would say that what they said is that anything over 80, sustained decibels over 80, you're going to lose hearing. So I would be surprised if most of the people that go to these games haven't started to lose their hearing, if not already, because 
That's crazy. I've been to a handful of basketball games in my life and none of them have even sort of approached that level of volume. So that's crazy. Well, the Colorado state men's team is doing very well. It's probably, you know, they're probably going to go to the NCAA for the first time in what? Nine years, something like that. So it's exciting. You know, they're packed, sold out. And of course everybody's just like, Hey man, so how you doing? What's new? How's work going? 115 (laughs) decibels. We're talking through masks. So you are yelling at the top of your lungs and by the end of the game, you know, the voice is out. And then also I don't have a high tolerance to spicy foods. And we went out (laughs) to dude Chipotle of all places. And usually, yeah, Chipotle, you know, usually it's like, it's got a little tinge of heat. If you go with the Pico and their beans have a little bit, but it's not that big a deal. This was like, I was in pain eating that, that one night. And I'm just like, I don't know what the heck's going on. I went to somewhere else. Same thing. It was a Mediterranean place. I mean, mild stuff. It was on fire. I was in so much pain. And so like after a while you get a little acid reflux that just comes and burns your throat. And if you're talking all the time, I mean, it's, it's hitting funny, man. I gotta tell you, it sucks. (laughs) It sucks dude. You're the one who talked about the colonoscopy on the show. (laughs) I know. know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. So yeah, it it, it really sucks. But um, uh, anyway, so it's, it's kind of back, but it's not really, uh, I'm still overusing it. And I think uh, this weekend I'll probably be typing again. Cause I got a lot well, you of sound. Okay. Still. You sound well, okay. Thanks. And it'd be fine if you were typing again this weekend. It's, yeah. it's good to reserve your voice for the show. Certainly. You know, uh, the guy that does during these times, you know, the guy that's, that's traditionally done the movie trailers over the years, the really cool voice, the guy who talks like, yeah, the, yeah. in a world, I'm not going to do that. In a world. I, I don't think he's doing as many of them anymore, but he did. So he took out like some ridiculous insurance policy on his voice and when he wasn't doing his, his voiceovers, he was sign languaging to everyone. So really? yeah, that, that's just, it, that's it, it's really a real thing that people, they protect their voice because voices will go out eventually or yeah. you know, they'll start to weaken as you get older. So protecting huh. your voice is no joke, you know, especially if you use it for right. a living. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It never would have occurred to me. That's really interesting. Which is why I'm drinking cool. the, the throat coat tea, which has uh, interesting stuff though. It's got slippery elm which is actually good for coating the throat. That's the whole coat aspect. It's got marshmallow root, uh, marsh, which is weird. It doesn't, I don't know what the heck marshmallow root is, but slippery elm is a bark. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know what either slippery elm and yeah. marshmallow root. Yeah. You should go check or, those sorry, out. I'm not even root? sure what that root. Yeah. For root. I don't know where they come from, but then it's also got the, uh, what's that stuff called? You know, when you eat those jelly beans, the black jelly beans and they're uh, licorice licorice. Yeah. It's got licorice root in it, which, I hate licorice, but the licorice root in this tea is actually really good because then it's got some other cinnamon and other things like that. But interesting. It helps. Keeps it going. Hey, happy yeah. birthday. Well, Green good. butterfly. Happy birthday yeah. today. By the way, we're, we're talking February 25th is Green Butterfly's birthday. So I just want to shout out. Wish you happy birthday. You know, sometimes I miss happy these birthdays birthday. or it's like, you know, it's on a Tuesday and we're here on a Friday, but rarely does a birthday fall on the same day that we're actually airing the show. So happy birthday. Right. Right. Wanted to throw that one out. Yeah, dude, (laughs) I've got some music to share. I'm going to skip around really quickly. This is fun. Uh, I've been wanting to share this song because do you so Captain? want to hurt me? Yes, uh, I really do actually want (laughs) to hurt you. Anyway, did you so season four? Do you remember when uh, Miguel was talking to Sensei Loris and stuff like that? And he was talking about, you know, hey, Sensei Alchemy didn't teach me about, you know, Chicago and Peter Cetera. It's like Peter Cetera. What about scorpions (laughs) and slaughter? You know? Well, yeah. I remember him uh, talking about scorpions four of Cobra Kai, by Cobra the way. Kai. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so scorpions came out with a brand new song and really? I was thinking like, okay, we haven't heard them in a while. What's going on? They got a whole new album out. 
So I found this song and it's called Seventh Son and it starts off with this really cool riff and then there are electric guitars coming in that just like, yes. <laughs> so Sensei Lawrence wow. would be proud of me right now because this song rocks and I'm going to put this in the TRBS 2022 mix. So make sure to check that out on Spotify. We'll have it in the notes and description below and everything. But so, so the Scorpions have jumped <laughs> oh on gosh. the uh, old bands remaking themselves bandwagon. I they? feel like everybody's been doing it. It's great. Although everyone, I don't think everyone. they've really stopped. I think they've continued to make music throughout the years. But, you know, you've got those who you haven't heard from in 30 years and all of a sudden or 40 right. years, you know, Scorpions is still going. But, you know, same kind of thing. His voice is starting to lighten up a little bit. It's not quite as powerful. Still good, yeah. though. So anyway, there you go. It's a good one. I got another Aurora song for those of you who love Aurora called Temporary High. Uh, it's great for Colorado. If you come here, you know, you get on a temporary high. Uh, Volo. Legally. Volo is cool, man. Uh, V-O-L-O, like YOLO, Volo. Um, Dream State is the name of the song. And we've been listening, Captain, you, you know, I've been listening to this whole chill mix lately where it's yeah, been a yeah, lot of real again. just soothing kind of background music, you know, real nice stuff. Volo is one of them. Uh, this Dream State song is, oh, man. In fact, I'm waking up to it right now in the morning. It's like the first song that kind of wakes yeah. me up because it's kind of, you know, it brings you out of sleep very calmly. It's very soothing. And then it kind of builds and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm awake now. This is good. So I'm going to check, just yeah. check out those three songs. I've got some more next week, but I wanted to at least throw those out for you. Get those going on. I'm excited. It's, I love good music, man. I love good music. Switching it up. Yeah, I love it. All right, dude. So um, give us an origin. What's what's oh, happening oh, now? Yeah, you know what I do because I got a story behind this origin that I wanted to share really quickly is that yeah. uh, Lord Thunder was like, Captain, I've got an or well, he has two origins and one of them um, Captain refuses to uh, do. Uh, which, I did not <laughs> refuse to do it. That's not true. <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Have, I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Yeah, we're, we're nervous, but don't worry. It's coming. The other one was going to be this this out of pocket which I wanted to share because I thought, well, you know, I've actually, I've been wondering what that was too. And, and mm -hmm. you, you were just kind of like, well, dude, isn't that a little isn't, obvious? Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> obvious? And I'm like, well, well, no, because every time somebody says out of pocket, they're like, yeah, I'm out of pocket for the rest of the week. So can we reconvene next week? And I'm like, what is, what is like unavailable have to do with out of pocket and Carl, yeah. you know, Lord Thunder, he's like, yeah, I've been wondering the same thing. And you're like, wait, that's not what it means. And then you yeah, went and looked it up and that. went, Oh, it's got four different meanings. <laughs> that's why I'm like, this is a cool story. So yeah. And, and the meaning that I thought it had was the fourth one, which is not, which is not an official meeting. It, it's more meaning. It's more of a, uh, a slang meaning, but, um, and that's the one you thought was, was obvious, which makes sense. That's one I always thought of. Yeah. So, yeah and I'd never so, heard that one. So go through them. So the phrase out of pocket, uh, this is by, uh, this is from the word counter.com. According to the urban dictionary, Merriam Webster's unabridged English dictionary and Something called quick and dirty tips. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can hear Mike laughing his butt off right now. Yeah. yeah. Quick and dirty tips. Uh, the term out of pocket has three different potential meanings, according to these three sources. First, the term out of pocket can refer to expenses that one has to pay with their own money rather than an alternative source. For example, many healthcare and insurance companies have out of pocket expenses that are later reimbursed. Uh, these could include co payments, other medical expenses associated with a per person's insurance plan. Second, the term out of pocket is also used in American English and British English to refer to someone who is unreachable at a certain time, like you were saying. Yep. For example, if someone is trying to schedule a call at a certain time, but you are already booked, you can say that you are out of pocket and need to find another time. I didn't know that. Uh, if you, I've never heard anybody use it that way either that I can recall. Interesting. If you are... If you're on an airplane traveling for a business trip, you may be considered out of pocket because you do not have cell phone or Wi-Fi service. Interesting. See, and that's the only yeah. way that I've heard it used. 
Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. the third definition for out of pocket is also used as a slang term. This term refers to doing or saying something that is inappropriate, uh, similarly to telling someone they have gone too far. For example, if someone won't stop talking about their dog's bowel movements, especially <laughs> when you're trying to eat lunch, this might be considered out of pocket behavior, out of pocket behavior, like unacceptable, inappropriate, whatever. Okay. And you can tell your friend that they are being out of pocket or that the detailed descriptions of the dog's tummy troubles are out of pocket. Interesting. <laughs> so I didn't know that either. Like my uh, um, acid reflux was a little out of pocket today. Or it's a lot. It's like really when it enjoyed. comes up with the sphincter right here. Yeah. And yeah, good, yeah. No, and, and like like me enjoying my colonoscopy was very out of pocket, right? Yeah. So separate from these three official definitions, the term out of pocket is used exclusively in British English. So I have no excuse. I don't live there. I, I lived there for a while in 2000, but only for a few months. In British English to refer to being in the position of being out of funds or having lost money. This is de- the definition that I described to. Mm-hmm. For example, if someone visited a casino and blew all their money on slot machines with nothing in return, they could be exiting the casino out of pocket. One could also say how they skimp on eating out when they're feeling out of pocket or low on funds. So whenever I thought of the term, I'm a little out of pocket this month because I don't have very much money. That's how I always thought of it, but I never really used the term either. So, hmm. so there you go. That's There's your four definitions. There's the four definitions, but why? Why does somebody say that I'm out of pocket when I'm unavailable? I get the I'm out of yeah. pocket like I don't have any money, but the other one where it's like, I'm out of pocket because I'm unavailable and uh, or, you're, you're out of pocket behavior because you went too far. And yes. it's like, where, where did that come from? Yeah. Where'd they come from? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't dig. Maybe I didn't dig quite deep enough. I didn't see okay. those. I didn't see that it, the reasons for those definitions. So I just, I just gave you the three definitions. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, if you can somehow find the reason for those other two, like where the origin came from for next week, that would be kind of cool. Then we could do like a little yeah, follow up because... Yeah, I don't, I still don't understand why somebody would say that. Yeah, I'll take, I'll look into it. It was weird. I thought it had something to do with um, like pool, billiards, you know, like, oh, I, it, oh yeah, something's out of, it's out of pocket. So it's, uh, I don't know, but I have no clue. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. All right. I have homework. (laughs) We, We played the Napoleon Dynamite thing in there and I was quoting that just the other night. Just like, yeah, you know, uh, blow Nessie out of the water and stuff. So I started thinking, hey, Captain, do you, uh, do you believe in, in Nessie, the Loch Ness monster? I used to. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to listen to, I used to believe in Loch Ness. I used to believe in ghosts. I used to believe in yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. That's uh, another one. Okay. My mother, it was, it was my mother's influence. She's very, uh, she's a very gullible person. And, um, and so she got me to believing things like that when I was a kid. Cause it's fun. You know, it's fun to believe in that stuff, right? Santa Claus and tooth fairy, Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, yeah, let me count. they're, they're a little bit separate. I don't count them in the same. They, they are, and they aren't know, similar. You know what I mean? Doesn't Bigfoot but, uh, come to leave like a, like a patch of hair underneath your pillow or something like that? Specific hair. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. It comes from a specific part of its body. Okay. Um, but yeah. that's a why that's an old wives tale, you know, sure. That's, that's yeah. came out there is like an origin Slovakia for that or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Slovakia. I like that one. Yeah. So you, be. you used to believe in, in the Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, mm. aliens, ghosts. I still believe in aliens actually. Okay. Well actually, well, before we get into aliens, though, what about ghosts though? Cause I, I know <laughs> no, you got a story I, with aliens. I used to be really big into ghosts when I was okay. a kid. Again, okay. uh, I, I stopped believing in most of the stuff when I'd say after college sometime. Yeah. You know, I, I just kind of started wising up basically and in, in looking at the lack of evidence and, and, and I've, I've become more of a believe it when I see it type person as I got older. Sure. So 
Okay, so but that's where the alien story comes in. Yeah. So hold on though. What about uh so going back to Nessie, like why why do you not believe in Nessie anymore? Well, I think it's like a submersible, you know, with a little No, I th- I think that some of the some of the most at least the most famous photo was somebody's somebody's hand doing this. Because it looks <laughs> just like this, all right. Is that really the hand? It looks like, just like oh this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was a the hand. Most famous photo of Nessie. It looks like that. It does. And, and I, it just, to me, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are a lot of anecdotal, you know, tales about people running into Nessie or just weird stuff. Now all sorts of different people's testimony about it and whatnot. Some of them are reputed to be reputable. I mean, the, the lake is big and it's very deep, but it's also very, very cold. It's not really oh. conducive to a large reptile the sightings have kind of, I think they've kind of dropped off in recent decades. I mean, you just don't ever hear about the Loch Ness monster anymore. So I think you my need to brain tells me that, I don't know. So yeah. my, my brain tells me that it's likely to be just an old folk tale. It's time to get your scuba, scuba gear, scuba license and, uh, you know, dive down and find out for sure and put this you, to bed. You couldn't pay me enough to do that. And a lot of people <laughs> have done that. Really? They, they have, they've, they, they put submersible, they, they put submersibles in Loch Ness and uh, they can't find know, it with, with, with high powered uh, sonar and stuff. And, and they've, uh, they, they've gotten some returns that they thought maybe, but nothing, nothing uh, concrete to my knowledge. Interesting. So, yeah. I actually did a speech on, I did a persuasive oh, speech when I was a just sophomore like Napoleon. in high school, <laughs> much better than Napoleon. <laughs> but it, when I was, when I was 15, I did a persuasive speech in English class about yeah. the Loch Ness monster uh, and, and, you know, made my case. And so at that time I was still kind of a believer. So you know, I thought I saw Bigfoot back during the days of, of Boy Scout camp and we would go up there and it was mm-hmm. actually pretty amazing because there was something one time where we were, we were looking out over the mountains over this ridge and something ran and it was big and it was black and it was on two legs. So, but mm. we don't know what it was. I mean, it could have been somebody in a gorilla suit, but I mean, it's out in the middle of the mountains. So it's kind of like <laughs> kind of doubtful, but, and it wasn't you a know, bear because bears can't run on their two legs like that. So it, they can it was stand weird. up on them, but they can't yeah, run on they them. They can't yeah, run I, fast. No, I of of all the things uh, that we listed, I think Bigfoot's the one that I would be ready to believe in the the easiest. Interesting, um, just because it, it it's it's the least far fetched of all of the you know between Loch Ness monster, ghosts, uh, Fred's mom. Well, um, Fred's mom is that's easy to believe <laughs> in that one, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, big Bigfoot seems plausible, but again, there's such a preponderant, you know, there's such a a dearth of of evidence yeah. to support its existence. And I think in this day and age, in the 21st century, with everyone having cameras on their phones, good cameras on their phones, and everyone bringing their phones with them, I mean, you don't need cell service to take a photograph. Yeah, uh, all all the people that are camping and hiking, nobody's come back with See, a really good photograph. I agree. It's like okay, look at look at the quality of our camera here and stuff like that. You know, and I can take my cell phone and I can get some really really amazing shots. Now, yeah. granted, if you're zooming in, that's a different story. But you know, if you're if you're close enough, you can still get a pretty decent shot. You know, and be like, look, this is clearly something. And no, you're right, nobody's done that. You yeah, know. Also, I do want to mention one more thing. Uh, yeah. Joe Rogan has mentioned this on his podcast a few times about he did a show about unbelievable phenomenon like like this stuff. Bigfoot was one of them, and he spent like a couple of weeks with these with several different major Bigfoot believers, and yeah. he went into it wanting to believe it. You know, he kind of went into it thinking, "Yeah, let's let's see if we can find something about Bigfoot," and he came out of it realizing that most of those guys are completely insane. 
and <laughs> and he didn't see anything that that suggested Bigfoot was there. He he even thinks that Bigfoot might be a thing, but yeah. even when he was put into the middle of the search for Bigfoot, the main thing he got out of it was that the guys searching for Bigfoot are not all there in the head. You think about ghosts. You know, that's another one that I've personally never seen ghosts in my life. But it's interesting too because you know we've got these ghost tours around here and people will you know they're going oh look at these ghosts and you know anyway okay so are you familiar (laughs) with the shining you've got yeah the stanley hotel the stanley hotel with the shining and then of course it was in dumb and dumber as well but that hotel up there there's all kinds of ghost sightings and other things like that and so the piano that stanley bought for his wife we'll just call her mrs stanley Anyway, she used to play it. It's an original Steinway and Sons that was actually shipped all the way from New York out here on carriage with two oxen. (laughs) Interesting. All the way across country. They had to, you know, carried it all the way up to Estes Park, which was really amazing, you know, 7,500 feet. So it's this really old piano. I think it was built in the late 1800s or I can't remember what year it was, but it was, I played on it multiple times actually. And so what's interesting is I can't tell you how many times that the Stanley staff would come and say, like, I can't believe you've been able to play the piano all the way through. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, you would not believe how many accidents they'll say this accidents that this piano has the lid falls, the, uh, you know, the, the actual cover that goes over the keys, the lid over the keys, you know, yeah, would like slam on people's fingers while they were playing just all kinds of very bizarre things is what these people would say. And I mean, hmm. and you're kind of like, yeah, right, whatever, no big deal. And they're like, <laughs> dude, no, seriously, like you're the only person that, not the only, but like you're you're one of a few people that nothing has happened to while playing the piano. And they said, you're really, really good at the piano. And so maybe Mrs. Stanley just loves your music and doesn't like everyone else's. <laughs> I'm just like, this is hilarious. But I mean, I think they're pulling your leg. I, well, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But I mean, you would not believe how many people would come up and say that. And they literally looked shocked. And so either they were the best yeah. actors in the world, uh, yeah. or I don't know, or maybe they legitimately believed it. You know, they, Maybe, they, you know I, they would say they would see, you know, Mrs. Stanley dancing, like literally an apparition of her dancing, you know, hovering a few feet off the floor in the ballroom at night. Huh. I never saw any of this stuff. You know, I've never seen ghosts, but I mean, I, I can't say how many people I know that have seen this. Now, the spiritual realm, though, mm-hmm. I come from that Christian background and stuff like that. I have experienced the spiritual realm of things, not seen, but I have felt and felt strongly like and not and like that was that wasn't just me manifesting it like there was something and I've seen that multiple times actually um, I experienced it in Taiwan actually going into a Buddhist temple I experienced some really intense horrible feelings actually uh, literally felt like somebody was clamping in on my head it was it, like physically clamping on my head it was bizarre um, and I just kind of like saw darkness it was weird it was the weirdest thing the I'm Buddhist not gonna lie temple? in the Buddhist temple yeah and as soon as I walked out weird. it all went away it was weird very so weird. I've experienced a lot of, a lot of things like that. Um, can I, can I, you know, quantify them and prove them? No, of course not. But you know, there's a lot of, of things that I've seen. Um, actually Johnny pistol shot when we were living together in college, we were just sitting there talking one day and I saw this thing literally go like across my vision. It was kind of a white something. And I just was like, Holy crap. What was that? And, and Johnny looked at me and he's like, you seriously saw that too. No idea what it was. Where were you? Just in the, in the living room of our condo. 
So, you know, those are my experiences with like ghosts or spiritual or whatever you want to call it, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I do believe there's a spiritual world of some kind out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works. I mean, there's theories on it. You know, there's things I've read about it. But, you know, since I've never actually experienced or seen it, you know, (laughs) fully, it's like, I don't know, but I have experienced it. It's it's very bizarre. But aliens, dude. I've never seen an alien. Uh, well, I mean, I'm an alien, but I identify as one. But what about you? You've seen one? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've never I seen an alien seen UFO. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen a UFO. I have. Uh, now, the, the, my story is not terribly flashy or glitzy. And uh, to be honest, it's just one story. But, you know, I'm not alone in this. A lot of people who are just average people who aren't, they're not looking to make a name for themselves or try and convince anybody or make money off of what they've seen, have seen things, uh, especially with regards to UFOs. So including a lot of, uh, military personnel, especially pilots, especially Navy pilots. Um, but one time let's see, it was about the year. Oh, I'd say this was the late nineties. Uh, and it was in Yankton, South Dakota, mm. and it was in summertime. And I was up there. Uh, we were camping uh, below the dam south of Yankton. There's a big uh, reservoir there, uh, and they have a little campground uh, near the near uh, below the dam. And we were there. It was, it was dark out, no clouds in the sky, stars, you know, beautiful stars out. And there was no moon either. I I like to star watch. I like to look up and look for satellites. I mm-hmm. I like to watch for satellites. My dad taught me how to do that when I was a kid. And so nice. back when I could see well enough to do it, I would always look up at night for and see if I could see a little, you know, anybody who's seen a satellite in the sky, it's just a very faint star that moves very steadily across the sky. I was looking up and I saw what I thought was a satellite and I started watching it and it slowed down and stopped. And I kept watching it. Then it moved again, but in a different direction. So it kind of, it kind of accelerated and it like it kind of, it kind of moved and then stopped and then accelerated in a different direction and stopped. And then it moved again Mm. and stopped. And, and by then I was kind of freaking out. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So I called my mother and my brothers. Uh, They were near enough to, to see it. So they came running over and they all, all three of them uh, saw exactly what I did. We watched it for maybe two minutes. It finally stopped. It stopped again and then, and it zipped off. And we lost it after that. And we were, we were all, you know, all four of us are kind of like, well, that was, that might've been UFO. That's so cool. It was not a bug. It was just, you could tell how high up it was. It was not an airplane because it wasn't blinking lights or it wasn't bright enough to be an airplane. It was a very faint dot like a satellite or a faint star that was moving funny in the sky above Yankton, South Dakota. That's my alien story. (laughs) Wait, so what year was this? Uh, Late nineties. Late nineties. Okay. I've been wondering these things too, is when it comes to aliens, I want to believe in aliens. I really do. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I love star Trek and the, or star Wars and the idea of like cruising to other planets and, you know, literally seeking out new life. Like, I think it would just be so cool and stuff like that. Yeah. So So much to seek out. Yeah. I would love to, I think it'd be neat. On the other hand though, you know, the more we explore, the more we find like, Oh, this is not habitable and this isn't habitable. And this is, you know, it's just kind of like, huh, man, it's crazy. One where thing, are the, where are the signals at? Right. Yeah. And so I have to wonder because, um, I got a couple stories here, which are kind of fun to go along with this. So my aunt went to UC Santa Barbara in the early to mid nineties. And, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, she's a pilot now for United and at that time she's sitting on the beach, by you know, you know, Toad the wet sprocket, you know, the band. Yeah. She went I to school like with them. them. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. She oh, was, neat. yeah, cool. Anyway. So the point is, is that, you know, there were, at the time, you know, she would sit on the beach and she would look up and you know how planes leave a, a normal contrail across the sky and stuff like that. 
Well, right. she looks up and are, are you, you remember in, in the old cartoons or even in Lord of the Rings, you know, when you can like, you're smoking something and you blow out like the rings of smoke. Sure. You know, I'm smoke talking rings. about little, yeah. little donut rings. <laughs> so right. in the sky are these little donut rings essentially going across the sky very, very quickly. And you know, usually really? when there's a, when there's a, a plane going across, you can hear the engine, even if it's faintly, you can still hear it. And then of course you see the contrail. This thing completely right. silent, just all the way across the sky. And she's hmm. kind of like, what the heck is this thing? Well, she finds out later that it was actually an experimental plane. They, they were testing yeah. an impulse engine rather than a jet engine. And this was in 1993 or four. I want to say, I think is what yeah, it was. Okay. And you know, they're testing this thing and it's going at least Mach six at least, but it was completely silent. So you th- and then you think wow. about the, you know, the F one seventeen stealth that we were all introduced to, you know, in desert storm in the early nineties yes. and the yeah. plane was built and flying in the seventies. And so part of me starts Weird. to, yeah, yeah. I forgot that part. Of, and then, okay. So here's the other story that I have is that we were, we were doing some stuff. Uh, we were at a conference once Sarah and I were, and there we were working some stuff and this one woman was working with us and I, I asked her what she did. And she said, well, I work for Sandia laboratories down in New Mexico, which if you're not familiar with Sandia laboratories, go look it up. They do a lot of, of like cutting edge kind of top secret stuff. They'll tell you a little bit about what they're working on. And then the rest, none of us have any idea. Right. She was like, well, I'll tell you a few things that are semi-public, so I'm not going to get in trouble for telling you this, but just so you know. Um, and it was the weirdest thing because one of the things she said, well, are you a fan of Star Trek? And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, well, you know, the transporters. Yeah. She said, we're working on that technology right now. We're actually successfully transporting. Uh, was it a molecule or an atom or something? Uh, I'm not a scientist. So just little things, yeah. something very, very small. And they were transporting it from one part to another in an enclosed tube, but it literally was right. dematerializing and rematerializing at a different location. And this was in the early wow. 2000s that they were working on that. She was also okay. talking about how they were working on um, like bullets that would turn corners. Remember when that movie came out with, uh, I think it was Angelina Jolie was in it, right? I forget the movie. I, th- I can't remember the name of it, but that movie they came out after she told me about that. They said, we're working on that kind of stuff. It's smart bullets. Okay. Um, they were working yeah. on a bunch of other different things too that she was telling me. And I was just sitting here going like, this is incredible. And, and <laughs> to this day, it's 2022. We still haven't seen this stuff. Is it out there? Probably. I, I, and so I think it's smart if we haven't seen this stuff. Because, exactly. Yeah. So it makes me wonder. And again, not to put down any kind of alien theory because I, again, I want to believe okay. in aliens, but it's like, I have to wonder if what you saw was an early drone prototype. Yeah. Maybe. You know, and it was I mean, like it, zipping around and cause you know, they do that. They do. But what, but, it was lit up like a, like a satellite, you know, very, sure. it wasn't a very large object and it was very small, but it was a constant light. It wasn't yeah. blinking. It wasn't, it wasn't increasing and decreasing. It was just a very steady light, like a satellite. Sure. Which told me that it was high enough up that it was reflecting sunlight. Uh, oh, and it was I see. full dark where okay. we were. So if it was a drone, it was a very big drone and it was very, very high up. Which um, again is possible. Maybe they're working on something like that up there. Um, you know, as far as the but blinking again, lights too, by the way, that's more FAA regulations. And so if this is something that's like top secret, they're not going to have those blinking lights. True. True. But again, and I, and I do, I actually appreciate your playing devil's advocate. Honestly, yeah, I know I'm uh, just having fun. Cause I like you, to you talk about to. this. Yeah. 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 No, totally not offending me at all. Yeah. Um, but also uh, you have to consider that g- given the apparent distance that this thing was in the sky. Sure. 
the speed at which it accelerated and changed directions, even though it did stop between changing. It wasn't like it didn't go like zip, 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 zip like that. Yeah. It did stop between directions, but the speed at which it did that based on what it appeared, how, how high it appeared to be up in the sky did give pause. I mean, yeah, it just oh, yeah, I'm sure. Feel, oh yeah. Yeah. It just felt like if it is human technology, it's a very, very advanced. So, and that's, that's why I brought that up as more of that. We, we know that there are, organizations that are working on incredibly advanced technology right now that we can't even fathom and that's true we'll never see or if we do see it it's going to be in 20 or 30 years you know and it'll be new then even though it's brand new right now right you know so we know that but at the same time it's like i don't know i mean you kind of maybe there's that little prime directive thing from star trek you know where it's (laughs) like they can observe but they can't actually have contact with us because we're not ready you know and who knows i mean they could maybe that's why we've never seen them they don't want to show we're themselves. Clearly not, we're clearly not ready. That's that's a, you look, just <laughs> so look at true. the news in, in a given night. Oh uh, we're gosh. not ready. But aliens but, show um, up. Everybody I, goes into panic. But I did see a UFO. I just didn't. I just don't know if it was alien or not. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool though if it was? I, I mean, just, would it? I don't know. Uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Might wonder if it would be cool or not. He did. You know. He he gave a very yeah. famous warning to us all that it might not be the best idea to advertise ourselves out there if we're not already being watched. Because we don't know if aliens are going to be uh, sympathetic to us or not. True. Yeah. Uh, there's they, so they many. might treat us like, like we treat ants, you yeah. know? So there's so many interesting stories about that out there. I mean, so many, you do the whole ant thing, men in black, you know, when they're the bugs that are coming out, you know, and you, why you stepped on a cockroach, you know? Oh, well, that's your, that's your ancestor. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, but that's a really interesting point, you know, or you start talking about war of the worlds, man. I, that was, I did a paper on that back in high school. Speaking of that, I listened to the original Orson Welles broadcast and I studied that. And what was so fascinating to me is that when that came out in the thirties, it was broadcast on the radio as a serious story, but it was just supposed to be a little, you know, joke like, Hey, this is cool. We're just going to have a little fun. It was a Halloween prank. Yeah. But nobody knew that. And so they went out there and like people started committing suicide and it was just like mass hysteria. I don't know how many of you actually know this story. A lot of people died after listening to that broadcast because they literally thought aliens were coming and it caused mass panic. You know, what do you believe in? Do you believe in aliens or not? And uh, why or why not? Do you believe in ghosts, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would love, honestly, really, truly would love to actually hear your thoughts. So send us a voice message and tell us what you think seriously, because I mean, this is fascinating stuff and I think it would be really, really cool to get more input on, uh, you know, what you believe in and why and, or why not? Because, Hey, all sides are welcome. I don't care what you believe, you know, whatever uh, reason behind it. If you're thinking, well, I might be judged. No, you're not going to be judged here. This is fun. This is all part of the fun conversation and have a good time on that. So uh, speaking of aliens really quickly, I've been watching resident alien, which is a, I really like the show. I'm not going to lie. It's been a fun show for me. Season one was great. I thought it was funny. Season two started off really well. Well, season three kind of took a dump. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was bad. It was one of those things where it, it was a complete departure from the story of the show. It just, let's put an agenda out there and Uh. the entire, now here's the thing, the agenda, everybody has an agenda in this world, you know, talk about climate change. There's a, there's a reason behind that. There's a motivation for wanting to take care of the planet and be a good steward of it. That's a good thing, you know? Regardless of what you believe about it, there's a good motivation behind a lot of agendas, I think. Not always, but a lot of times. Sometimes it's a very selfish agenda. It's good of you to recognize that, yeah. No, I do. And and, in this particular situation, the agenda was 
you know, women needing to make equal pay for, I mean, of, of course, in, in the job that let, let's say you're in the same exact job, women are not making the same pay as men in certain scenarios right. and in certain right. scenarios they are it just kind of depends, but it's still not fixed. That was the right. agenda that they brought to the table in this episode. So, you know, Which again, is a valid agenda, but yeah, I, yeah, it's a valid agenda, but it had absolutely nothing to do with the show. Like literally kind of came out of left field. And so it was, and not to mention the episode was just bad. It was poorly written. It was, it was kind of just unnecessarily raunchy and not in a fun way, not in a funny way, you know, either. And then the entire time. So they're like, Hey, we need equal wages, but every single man, male, even boy on the episode was like bullied bashed. And I just kind of thought, okay, th- this was an absolute fail, you know, on the showrunners part. And again, it had nothing to do with the, the show in general. It didn't further really anything at all. It was just kind of a dumb episode. So, but was, was the bashing kind of tongue in cheek? No, it was like, mean. I, I could see it them writing in a comedy like this. I could see them writing it in a way that they full on bash all the men in the episode, but in a, in a way that's obviously like they're doing this on purpose. They're, they're going over the top on purpose. Kind of like, you know, like a peacemaker. Every episode's over the top on purpose in that show. Yeah, but everybody's making um, fun of everybody. There's a difference in that. The same with community, you know, Troy and Abed in the morning, you know, that kind of thing. It's like in community, everybody gets made fun of, but they all still love each other. That's not how this was presented. It was pretty much okay. like all men are idiots and you need to accept that and you need to apologize for everything you've done. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like, huh. is it funny to be bullied on the playground? No, it's not Only funny. To the bully. It's funny to the bully, but it's not funny to the person getting bullied. And that's how this episode felt was that it was just pure bullying. So okay. I thought it was huh. a fail. Um, I thought it was a crappy episode. It almost made me stop watching the show, but then thankfully episode four was better and they're back on track oh, with good. the story. Uh, and, yeah. and speaking yeah. with that too, is that um, I finished up raising Dion season two, by okay. the way, which was so good, by the way, the whole, the whole show is really, really fun. It shows that they can do great action and superhero stories, still keeping it clean and stuff like that, which I really appreciate the only thing. And this goes back to another agenda. And this was not, this was not in your face or blatant or, or, you know, rude or mean, like I was talking about with resident resident alien, but it was pretty obvious at the same time that every single white male in the, in the, in the show was either evil or an idiot. Every one of them. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well again, that's, that's not how to get ahead. I see why you're doing that. And I understand that there are a lot of dumb people in this world and there are a lot of dumb white males. We know that, but it's just kind of yeah, like, okay, sure. you, you, whatever, but the show is good. It didn't, it didn't like get in my way of enjoyment, but it just got me thinking about this, that once again, it's like, do we, do we really need to beat someone else up in order to get a point across? You know, do we need to hurt other people and bully them and, and tear them down? And of course the answer is no. And so I got a lesson for everybody here. If you want to learn how to win in situations like this, respect and value each person regardless. I mean, I've been saying this for years. Don't bash someone else. Just because you've been beaten up and bullied does not give you the right to go bash someone else. Here's the yeah, other thing. It just puts you in the same boat as that other person. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, just, you're, you're lowering yourself to their level is all you're doing. So, yeah. Yep. And here's the other thing that I think is a huge one because I see this in TV shows all the time. Don't think that you're better than everyone else because that was the thing that I saw with the women on Resident Alien and some of the people in, um, in, in Raising Dion is they think and they act like they're better than the people that they're trying to put down. Like, well, I'm awesome and you suck and you know it. 
It's kind of like no one responds to that. I don't care who you are. Nobody responds to that. So treat others fairly, respect and value each person regardless. But if you respect and value other people, other people are going to respect and value you too. I mean, it's that simple. So yeah, I really want to see shows and movies and stuff like that. Take this and do it in a way that is honorable and respectful and something that we can look up to and aspire to be more like. You want to know who did a really good job with this, Captain? Who? The NBA. The All-Star game was this last weekend. The whole All-Star oh, weekend, yeah. actually. And in the middle of the All-Star game, they had this incredible best halftime show I have ever seen. Puts down just about every... Huh. Actually, wow. it puts down every single Super Bowl halftime show I've ever seen. That's crazy. It's and amazing. They spent half the money. <laughs> If Probably not less than half. <laughs> What's amazing to me with this whole thing though, is, you know, they had, Oh, by the way, the earth, wind and fire. Oh, oh dude, oh, yeah. you sold me right there. Yeah. They had earth, wind and fire performing. But the other thing is they kept doing all these videos because, you know, February is black history month. And so they did a lot of right. videos on that and it was so cool. And they were showing history about how, you know, the NBA was originally white people and then they right. brought black people into the league. And they were showing videos like, do you think that, you know, black people are going to want to play with white people and vice versa and stuff? And they're saying, well, of course, they didn't say black back then, you know, but they were showing these videos and they say, well, yeah, I think we can do this, you know. And then they were showing how they were accepted and then they were respected and then they played together and then they became friends and they lived life together. And they sh- and then it was this whole thing about it. the NBA started here in the United States, but it's become open to the world. And so, you know, you've got all these international players that come and play now for the NBA, too. Right. And so it's this family and it's this family of respect regardless. And I mean, it was just the way they did it. Forrest Whitaker, you know, narrated all these videos and there were multiple videos throughout. They were just so good. And I'm watching these and Sarah and I looked at each other and we're just like, this is how it should be. This is yeah. the example that needs to be set for all of us. Let's move forward together. I loved it. And I thought, you know, yeah. there, there was a clear agenda, but it wasn't putting someone down in order to prove their point. It was lifting right. everyone up. Yeah, I so, like that. That's real. That's a great example. I'm glad you. I'm thank glad you. you noticed and saw that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's just, oh, I wish. I wish people would do more of that. And I'm waiting. So, I hope you listening and watching are encouraged by this because I just want to see it done right. I'm. I'm tired of. You know what I'm tired of is I'm tired of people being beaten up and disrespected in TV shows and movies, regardless of who you are. You know, if a mm-hmm. woman is degraded. I'm tired of that in general, regardless of who's receiving it. It's just, it so happens that I, as a white man, and I can't control that. I felt beaten up by watching these shows lately. Hmm. And it's, I didn't do anything to these people. Why am I getting beaten I up think, for it? You know, it's I not think fair. That's what the, what the show producers wanted is for they you to do. feel beaten up. But, because but, they're saying, but, well, we felt point. it. So now we want you to feel it. And it's like, right. Is that to your point? Is that yeah. the way to do it though? No, of course not. It's, I just don't it's get it. again, Star Trek. And we've talked about that before. They did it right. They, they, they led by example and they just showed what, what could be better. The, yeah. the thing with the, with the all-star game, the same thing. They just, they did it in a way that was constructive rather than destructive. Mm-hmm. So many years ago, I watched, I didn't read the books, but I watched the, the miniseries Roots. Alex Haley's Roots, you know, with... Oh, Roots. Yeah, Roots. <laughs> roots. My favorite... I've, I've told you guys that's my favorite novel of all time. I've read oh, I it like four that. times. Watching that show really like... I mean, it, it hurt to watch, you know, and then watching Amistad and some of those, you know, it hurt to watch those. Amistad was hard. Yeah. And I had a teacher in... Um, let's say I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. 
he taught social studies, but he was in the South during the sixties. And so he was talking about that when he went to college and stuff like that, he had a friend who was black and uh, the KKK showed up and they were kind of like, and I, I'm not going to repeat, you know, some of the words they used, of course, on the show, but of course. you know, they're like, are you a, you know, blah, 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 lover. You know what I'm talking about? Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this is my friend and I'm going to stand by him and stuff like that. And so they literally, Very beat, ballsy. yeah, they beat my teacher and his friend within an inch of their life, you know, while they're burning their crosses and stuff like that. And so he was talking about that and it just, I just remember when he told me that story, I got so mad. Like I felt like ice water going through my veins kind of thing. And I was just like, this is wrong treating people like this. You know, I was bullied as a kid. I was bullied, you know, in high school, you know, and stuff. And it's just like, I I felt this stuff. I knew what it was like. And hearing those stories, watching those movies and stuff. And you're just like, this isn't okay. I know what it feels like to get bullied. I, I've, I felt what it was like for my teacher and his friend to get beaten within an inch of their life. Watching yeah. Amistad, you feel it, you know, roots, you feel it and you just go, no one deserves this. So you then a very strong, sympathetic reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So then why does Hollywood and other people think that it's okay to beat someone else up or bully someone else, up, you know, and push someone down in order to lift up their cause? Why do they feel that it's okay when clearly no one deserves it? They're slapping back and yeah. slapping back isn't the answer. It's, it's just not, I mean, all it does is make the other guys slap you harder and then you slap them harder. Yep. And that's, and you go to war. that's how things are going right now. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you think, you know, mentioning roots and Amistad, they, they weren't putting anyone down by sharing that story. They were sharing the story and the story was right. valid to share and it was needed. And it's, it's a, uh, it's a must watch by the way, if you've never seen roots and Amistad, it's a must watch. So, it's a must read. Roots yeah. is a must read. It's such like a good it. novel. It's so epic and good. I like those presentations of stuff like that, you know, and I wish they would do more of that. What they're saying is needed, but how they're doing it is wrong and we need to That's do it the right. Summary. Yep. That's the sum of everything we just said right there. Yep. I'm not going to rest until I see everyone listening to the show and watching the show, respecting and valuing each person regardless, or at least striving to do that. If you're not striving to do that and, or if you don't and you catch yourself and go, Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, if you're not there yet, I'm going to keep harping on it because this is what (laughs) the world needs, man. Thank you again for joining us. Of course, we've got all of the information. We've got that Spotify playlist. Everything is in the description below on YouTube and in the show notes for the podcast. So make sure to subscribe. Check us out. We've got some more uh, stuff coming up next week. Of course, deep thoughts with captain influence. Would you say that Gollum was out of pocket after Bilbo stole his ring? I wouldn't because Gollum didn't have pockets. He was often unavailable though. Well, you know what the music means. Yes. Yes, we do know. We finally know. Is there an agenda behind the music? Um, Well, anyway, so thanks for joining us today. This was fun. I hope you have a great week, seriously. And uh, I hope you really get out there and respect and value others. So Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.